This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris Welcome back to the podcast. I'm surprised I made it back. I got to tell you, ever since the Monday radio show, my voice has been a little strained. I've been talking so doggone much. I've been doing so much recording. It's amazing. I'm having such a good time. The feedback is amazing. It's really fantastic. A lot of hard work went into doing this and getting this going. One thing I'll tell you, we're going to be launching the Project Chaos podcast soon. It'll be out on all the podcast channels. The radio show will go out. Uh, I'm not sure on the timing yet. So the radio show will come out live. It might be like a week later or something. I'm not sure how that's going to work yet. We'll, we'll know all that down later. But uh, it's going to be a continuation of the radio show. And I think it, you know it'll be for people that like to listen to more content, not less. If you want less, you probably just listen to the radio show, I guess, not the extended uh, additional podcast. Like I said, they'll all be available on the podcast. I don't want to make this confusing. But as far as what episodes, it's going to be a pretty uh, fantastic idea, I think. But I've been doing so much, it's just, um, it's tearing into my voice. I'm tired. I'm physically tired. I'm like working my butt off here. It's a lot of fun. I got to tell you, I'm enjoying it. Enjoying it a lot. I think we had a great message. Oh, I started to say, so with the new podcast, Project Chaos, the podcast is going to be coming out very, very soon. Uh, a matter of days, literally, is what I'm seeing here, hopefully. It's got a couple of loose ends to wrap up. But I went with a different podcast provider, which means absolutely nothing to you. These big files have to be hosted somewhere, and then they get fed out with what's called an RSS feed. I don't understand what any of that means, but it's what allows these digital files to get broadcast out everywhere. I guess it's like the link that connects them or something. So, you know, you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Apple Podcasts does not host my podcast. I'm not aware that they host any. I'm sure they do some, but I don't know. So you have to pay to host it. There is free hosting, but it'd be very limited. So basically, you pay. It's not a lot of money. And then there's different companies that do it now. Back in the day when I got into it, Blog Talk Radio was like the big name. Now, they, they're not even in the top 10, sadly. They've been good to me over the years. I've been with Blog Talk Radio since the beginning. I've liked what they had to offer. But with Project Chaos, I decided to go a different route. And part of the reason for that is that it offers ad revenue share Blog Talk Radio used to offer it. They don't anymore. It's a real easy way for us as podcasters without uh, getting tied up with um, sponsors and whatnot. And I really like that for this podcast. A little front-end, tail-end ad, and they run with it. Blog Talk Radio used to offer it, then they stopped. It was just money that went away and money that offsets the cost of having and doing the podcast, which is an expense. Anyway, I'm going with this new provider I'm pretty excited about. It. I have a funny feeling that the distribution might be a little better as well. And with all that, if I like that platform over there, I think I can add another podcast like pretty inexpensively. Now, none of this would mean anything to you that I know of at all. If you're subscribed to the podcast, I would move it, and I think you don't even know anything's going on in the background. However... <laughs> Um, considering changing the name of the podcast. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll see where we go with all that. I'm in talks with some people. What can I tell you? we got to chart this uh, course carefully. Maybe not. We'll just see what happens with it. But I may change the uh, 
the hosting site. And if I do, I might change the name. That would have an impact. We'll see how it goes. I want to talk about the climate scam a little bit. This is so funny, the, the whole story. Wait till I go through this with you. It just make you laugh, really. I don't know, unless you're like one of these people, you're like, no, no. It's the existential threat. Okay. It's the existential threat for people that don't know how to take care of themselves. That's what it's the existential threat of. Anyway, before we get into that hocus pocus, I want to mention a couple of quick things that I saw caught my eye. My, you know, taste for politics right now is really about a negative 50. Maybe you're getting a sense of that. I'm interested in other things. I just noticed there's like I haven't been on Twitter in forever. Huh. Weird, right? I check my swipe file for the headlines I want to grab, and I'm out. Wow. I'm like a news junkie. Used to be. It's not news. It's all junk. I'm going to prove it to you right now. Here's one. West Virginia Attorney General urges Vice President Harris to invoke the 25th Amendment to remove Biden. So this just feeds right into the um, Alex Jones. I'm not trying to badmouth him. Just that that corner of things where they're saying that they're going to push Biden out and swoop in um, uh, Michelle Obama to run for president against Trump. Personally, I don't really see Michelle Obama as being a good candidate for president. I really don't. I think the Obamas, their time is up. There's a real thing called momentum, and I think theirs is kind of whisked away. Now, maybe Michelle could come out. I don't think so. She's no Barack. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but this just feeds the speculation, doesn't it? The West Virginia Attorney General urging Vice President Kamala Harris. Yeah, and people thinking uh, that, that, that this could happen and that Harris would be part of the coup. If they do it to Trump, what makes you think they wouldn't do it to Biden? I think they do it in a second. The CDC is dropping the five-day COVID isolation guidelines. Was anybody really following this? Yep, there sure was. Of course there was. Because you got a lot of good people that just do what they're told. they got to go find it. It's not like the CDC is going to come to you. This is what good people they are. They're so good at following orders from the government, they'll go check. Oh, I have COVID. What should I do? Let me check the COVID, the CDC website, shall we? <laughs> you got to be kidding me. But people are doing it. Think about it. How else is it happening? Well, you can relax a little bit now because the CDC is going to drop the COVID isolation guidelines. You know what they're going to do? <laughs> they're going to leave it up to you with instructions in there. This is so funny to me. How many people out of percentage of the population are actually following this nonsense? You'll have the uh, you know the NBC reporters, the MSNBC. My husband got COVID. So I checked the CDC site, and we followed all the protocols. But nonetheless, now I have it, even though I've been vaccinated 17 times. And I watch all this without casting any judgment, of course, because you know I don't. Um, (laughs) And I say to myself, what if you simply just got the hell outside more? No, not going to happen. Nobody's listening. Did you hear about the shooting at the Lakewood Church? This was what? Was this Joel Olstein, I think? 
guy goes in there and starts. I didn't really look at the details. I can't handle it anymore. I just, I'm like, um, what's the uh, craze news out? I don't know. Crisis news out. What's it, if it bleeds, it leads. That's great. But I'm, I'm out, I guess. I don't need to see any more shootings, read about any more shootings, do any more news dissections of shootings. The church got shoot up. I just have one simple question. Should places of assembly, all of them, there are building codes in place that when you get into places of assembly over a certain number, here in Pennsylvania, the threshold is 50 and 1,000, basically. I could be wrong. It could be... um, could be 500. I don't know, but something like that. So if you're under 50, it's pretty much no requirements. You're pretty much free to do what you want. You got to have two means of egress, I think they say. Minimum size. No big deal. Single door. You're good. You start getting into large occupancies, like 1,000 or 500, whatever it is. You got to have all kinds of special alarms and panic hardware on the doors. And that's not limited to those large occupancies, but. There's safety rules in place because it can get very, very dangerous when you're moving that volume of people around. Would it suffice to say that there should be some kind of security in place? I've been arguing this for a long time. My good brother, Jared Williams, who I'm hoping to get on the Project Chaos website one of these days here, he was out speaking about this. I went and saw him going around to churches trying to convince them that, hey, you can't not harden your your target here. You're coming in here with no security cameras even. The door's wide open and people are sitting here. You're asking for trouble when you do something like that. And it's always somebody who's deranged, man. That's always the way it works. Who, who goes up shooting like that that's not deranged? Why don't you ask yourself that? Relationships, drugs, mental illness, whatever the case might be. And if it wasn't a gun, they'd use some other weapon. They'd go nuts. Listen, the very simple way to stop crime, take away the place. That's why I talk about lighting on your property. That's why we put so much into the basic lighting as the first line of defense for security. It's huge. Huge for for 80% of the crimes and below. Of course, you get into the more sophisticated stuff and you say it's not going to protect you from that. I understand. At least it keeps the riffraff out. Anyway. Listen to this about this climate stuff. Let me tell you, share with you what's going on in the in the liberal world. It really is. I don't know what else, mainstream media. I don't want to point any political fingers here. I don't want people upset. God forbid people get upset. But listen, so first of all, I put into AI because I use AI. Maybe you knew that. And I said, AI, I have all these notes here. I said, AI, uh, create for me an episode-specific podcast description talking about the issue of fake news and climate change. This is what AI created. I'm going to put it, post it as the description, too. Maybe it'll improve my rankings. It says, in this episode, we delve into the persistent issue of fake news surrounding climate change. Indeed, I agree. We discuss how misinformation continues to spread and hinder progress, wait for it, <laughs> in fighting climate change. Oh, I would not describe my work today as that. (laughs) We also explore various strategies to counter this fake news and the role of social media in this widespread information. Well, I can't help you there. I'm not on social media. I don't intend to be. 
Join us as we dissect the reasons behind the effectiveness of fake news and discuss how we can educate the public about discerning credible information on climate change. Well, well, well. Let me move this up into the uh, from the notes up into the description section where it duly belongs, eh? So I'll begin with this one, fresh off the presses. I had been saving up for this podcast. This article in particular caught me just before I was about to record, if you can imagine that. We got a little snow here outside of Philadelphia. Doggone if we didn't. Maybe I mentioned it the other day. There was a crazy lead up to this. At first, because I, I get these alerts. I did. I mentioned this the other day. First, I get these alerts. Oh, we're not sure. A complicated storm. Every here, complicated. It makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. I'm pretty good. Try try me out. I might, I might be able to take it. God, give it to me for once. I'll see if I can dissect it. Not on my own, of course. I'm going to consult the CDC, but, you know, with their help, I'm sure I could handle it. Well, anyway, a very complicated storm that they're very concerned about turned into like an inch. And at the last minute, it kind of came in as like a six-inch storm. And I think I said to you, I said, I'm not seeing it because it's been too warm. What's the, uh, what do you call that for stored-up heat? The ground and things like right. It takes time for the temperature to adjust. The pavement holds heat. The ground holds heat. All of it does. And it was very warm. It was like 60 here. I'm like, I'm going to get six inches of snow. Lo and behold, last night, the cold came. Actually, the rain came in first. It was outside and it started raining. It was dark out. I thought, well, let me get in. Got in, and it was raining. I went to bed. Actually, I was up pretty late working on the... Uh, did I tell you about the book cover for Project for Victory Over Chaos? Ugh. I believe I'm done. I'm just waiting for the design back. God help me if, I, if I'm not done with that. This is dragging on, and it's just been so frustrating. I can't blame the, the publisher, but, man, I need to get this going. But anyway, I was up late. It was raining. Didn't really... I thought, oh, the snow's going to miss us. I wake up. Boom. Covered in white. I was tired. I wasn't feeling good. I think I had maybe some kind of stomach bug. I'm a little beat up right now, even though I've been well, I've been pushing hard. I've been doing, working out pretty hard, walking, hiking. Um, I can't do any push-ups or anything because of my shoulder. But I think it's getting better. But anyway, I'm a little banged up. My stomach was bothering me, I think. It was, it's making me tired. I think it's my, my, my gut health is off. <laughs> Sounds funny to say that. Anyway, the snow comes in. I see we get snow. And it's coming in heavy. And then we got a couple of inches. I had to go out. I had to go down to my buddy's stands. Here's a crazy story for you. It's snowing like bejesus out. Uh, it's about, I don't know, a couple of inches on the roads. So I said, well, let me, let me get out. I had to get to see my buddy Stan. I could have seen him the night before. I was working and tired, as I mentioned. I said, I'll see you in the morning. He needed me to sign some paperwork. So again, in the morning, I'm fighting through the snow. There's some branches down. It was a pretty harrowing ride, actually, but I made a good time. He's only a couple miles away. And I get down there, and I'm talking to him. And I said, Stan, do you have Teddy Daniels' contact information for me? And Teddy Daniels is a veteran of Afghanistan Army. He got shot over there. It's on video. It's a popular video. You might have heard me talk about Teddy Daniels. I introduced him one time at a dinner. Got to know him a little bit, but I didn't have his number. Anyway, I want to interview him for Project Chaos, which he agreed to do. I'm very excited about it. It's going to be a good time. Anyway, snow, weather. You could tell I don't really want to talk about <laughs> I'm talking about the climate change podcast of everything but climate change. I wake up, snow, yay, I don't feel so great. I'm not saying I'm not 
feeling, well, I'm just not so great, kind of tired. That's how I would describe it. Usually, I don't wake up necessarily bouncing up any day, let alone every day, but it's just been a little, a little slow to say the least. So I get myself going, ah, great snow. So I'm down in the, in, the, in the studio down here, crunching away, working, doing my thing. And uh, it's noon, and I say to my wife, she had some work to do. I said, I'm going to take my daughter out about 1 o'clock. And I uh, hadn't been outside. I'd been outside, but not of any length of time, which is unusual for me by that time of day. So we go out there, and I'm thinking, I'm going to be snow blowing. No snow blowing. I do a little shovel pushing. It all melted. The paving is completely dry by 4 o'clock. So much for the big nor'easter. Now, granted, you know, I'm not everywhere, but then I see the CNN headline, powerful storm. Every storm is powerful now. Powerful storm. As you know, the storms are increasing in size and power. No, they're not. Making it New York City's snowiest day in two years, they got three inches. They're not getting any snow up there. I don't know what to say, but people are believing this nonsense. Why are people still fall? Why people still fall for fake news about climate change? This is a real story. Why does fake news about climate change continue to gain traction? Because it's it's playing on people's fears. They can't see it. They don't understand it. It's complicated. Of course, it is. They never guess it right. Oh, it's going to be bad. Fear mongering, plain and simple. How can we effectively counter fake news about climate change? Uh, stay off of social media and stop paying attention to the news. Um, what is the role social media play in the spread about fake news and climate change? I mean, I, I mean, they have their official sites and all their centralized information, but God forbid people express their opinions say they still don't believe it. Do you believe in cloud seeding? It's real. They keep, try to keep it, I think, mostly quiet. People freak out about it. The reports I'm seeing of hail, storms coming in, powerful is it because of cloud seeding? Are they messing with things? I don't think so, but I do think that cloud seeding happens. I just, I'll tell you my, my theory on the cloud seeding. I don't really think that they can possibly distribute enough particulates to create a sizable anything is my take on that. But, hell, I mean, I've been wrong about other things, and I don't really know what I'm talking about in that regard. It's just my speculation. Well, I put it this way. If they were able to, don't you think you'd see evidence of that? Now, I look up sometimes. I'm like, there's a lot of jet streams up there. A lot. Just lingering up there. Sprinkling down on us. <laughs> I'm not getting too freaked out about it. But it's, it is a little weird. I just don't think that they can cover the, the areas that we think people are led to believe. But I could be wrong. It's possible. A lot of inform- a lot of misinformation about the cloud seeding. Why isn't there a... Uh, why is it the CDC way in on that? They're so precise about COVID. The earth is literally getting greener. Here's why that worries scientists. The first thing I want to tell you, every time you see one of these stories, you will never, ever, ever get to hear or see who the scientists are. They just say it. The earth is literally getting greener. Here's why that worries scientists. Maybe I, I'll make my own case. Uh, the Earth is literally getting warmer. Here's why that uh, is appreciated by everybody. <laughs> um, why would this be a problem? Well, because it could 
you know, uh, change the biodiversity. I look at all this news, this analysis of the news, and I see a lot of nothing about nothing. What, do you mean, what can we do to manage this greening of the earth? What are you talking about? <laughs> manage this greening of the earth. There is so much lawn area and paved area. Tell me the, the best thing we could do is plant more trees. That's how you know that it's a cycle. It's a pure psychological warfare. They feed you things that aren't congruent, and then you wonder why you have a headache. You wonder why you're going nuts. You wonder why everybody's angry all the time. Apparently, there was an engineer in the past who wanted to improve climate change by burning every coal mine on the planet. Interesting rationale. Oh, this is fascinating. Uh, who was this? U.S. engine maker. I don't have it here. Yes, I do. Is it Mac? No, Cummings. <whistles> engine manufacturer Cummings has agreed to pay a $1.6 billion fine for installing defeat devices on a million pickup trucks to cheat emission tests. Defeat devices are designed to bypass, defeat, or render inoperative emission control such as emission sensors and onboard computers. Cummings is accused of installing defeat devices or similar equipment on hundreds of thousands of Ram pickups between 2013 and 20... There you have it. You don't see a lot of Democrats driving a Dodge pickup. I knew it. I knew it. Dirty, dirty Dodges. They've always been dirty. And just like they're dirty Republican drivers, cheating like Cummings, $1.6 billion. Listen, all joking aside, if people understood the games that the government is playing with this diesel regulation, it's unreal, really. They don't want diesel out there. There's a war on diesel with no plan for replacement. This is the Democrat strategy. I think they got it from Tony Robbins. It's burn the boats. I was talking about it on Project Chaos. Fleet uh, Force Twenty uh, Force Design Twenty Thirty for the Marine Corps. They want to restructure without tanks, without artillery. The problem is they removed the tanks and artillery before the restructuring. Six years away, now nobody knows what to do. Really, how strange. So it's kind of the same thing. We're gonna, oh, we're going to phase out diesel. What are we going to do in the meantime? It's like Harry Carey. I don't know how the country continues to survive at all. How, how do we continue under the, these conditions with this kind of leadership? Purposely trying to, uh, I don't know, dismantle the company, country, hurt the country. <laughs> CNN put this out. Climate change after a terrible year. What was terrible about it? Here are five reasons to remain positive. And they want to say that, you know, because there's more solar being used and it's all complete nonsense. There is no data. They, say, oh, they're, they're, they have data on the earth getting greener they're, because the government's printing so much money. They got some yitz somewhere looking at GIS maps, pretending to be that he understands how many blades of grass there are and he'll never know. Never have a clue. Mother Jones... Why fake news about climate change is still so effective. Let me open this up a minute because, uh, yeah, here we go. Mother Jones is a real winner. 
1995, a leading group of scientists convened by the United Nations declared that they had detected a human influence on global temperatures with effectively irreversible consequences. In the coming decades, 99.9% of scientists would come to agree that burning fossil fuels has disrupted Earth's climate. Let me see the reference for this. Is it their own magazine? Yeah. Case closed, 99.9% of scientists agree, right? So they had nothing to discuss. There's no more to say. A previous study showed 97% of the studies. This has been updated and expanded by the study by Cornell University. Let's see this study. I didn't look into this before. Abstract, introduction, method, methods. This is ridiculous. They rated these different papers. They didn't talk to the scientists. This is hilarious. Our analysis demonstrates 99% agreement in peer-reviewed scientific literature on the principal role of greenhouse gas emissions from human activities. This is so completely ridiculous. Not at all what they tend to be reporting it as. By now, anyone looking out the window can see flowers blooming earlier and the lakes freezing later. Why, after all this time, do 15% of Americans fall for the lie that global warming isn't happening? Let me tell you a little story for those of you that don't know. Back in the 70s, we were burning a lot of fossil fuels. I remember smelling it from the cars, and smog was really an issue, if you remember. And, and I'm glad that got cleaned up. I mean, we've got to give the environmentalists a win there. Just like building codes, they're good, but they've got to send those guys home when they're done. It's the same with the It's like, thanks for cleaning up the environment. Now go home and go farm or take care of yourself and stop writing goofy papers and ridiculous news articles. But anyway, back in the 70s when we were belching out all these uh, high carbon stuff, they were talking about peak oil and the end of oil, which was supposed to happen like 20 years ago. It didn't happen. In the 70s, they were saying, you know, 30 years, by 2000, we'll be out of oil. We're not even close now. It's been another 20 years later. They don't understand where it's coming from or how much we have. They can't possibly. If you just look into how they actually measure these things and understand what's going on, they don't know. It could run out tomorrow. It could last forever. You don't know. And no idea. Anyway, back then in the 70s, we were getting a lot of snow. I remember it well because I was around my daughter's age, 8, 9, 10 years old, and there was a lot of snow coming in. 80, 84, the blizzard of 84. I remember the image, like 29 inches of snow. I'm complaining about the six inches melting off by noon. I got a beautiful snow blower that I didn't have to fire. I I actually had to get the shovel out. I was annoyed. I had no idea as a kid shoveling all that snow out there. Well, anyway, back then the the talk was that we were going to have an ice age, that the currents were going to, there was a movie about it, that the currents were going to flip and, that the, 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 the polar caps were going to recede, and it's done in the past. It's going to come again, and it's going to come quickly. We and I believed it. And I remember out playing in the snow. I was like, oh, man, what are we going to do? I remember I used to dream, like, how am I going to get out if it starts snowing like a an inch a minute, you know? Well, the climate shifted because it seems to go in, like, some patterns or cycles, as best I can tell. 
And now we're clearly in a warming phase. And look at how the narrative has changed. When it gets cold, they're going to just switch the narrative. It's unbelievable to me, really, the trickery going on for such a long period of time. And now even the AI is trained in on the game. Really unbelievable. Minnesota wants Minnesota ice. Locals crave bone-chilling normal. Um, I haven't spoken to anybody around here who's like, you know what, it's really upsetting that we haven't seen any snow. We're loving it down here, I'll tell you what. It's been fantastic. I thought most of us were going to die from the climate crisis. I was wrong. Shares a perspective change on the climate crisis, moving from extreme pessimism to cautious optimism. But you can't be too optimistic now, can you? I don't know. The simple question to me is, why do we have institutions that are so plainly flawed, biased, lying, conniving scoundrels, wasting a ton of money and time, and all this energy consumed with this nonsense of climate change instead of making real differences in people's lives? Bring air conditioning to India. Bring water to dry areas. Just take the case of Florida. Florida was largely rural up until probably 50 years ago. What made the boom? Air conditioning, refrigeration. You couldn't live down there real well without that stuff. I don't know. I'm sure people survived down there. It was a completely different lifestyle. But the summers were so hot and the bugs, it became impossible to to live down there during the summer. Now, it's like a mecca down there. Why? Well, air conditioning and refrigeration, the comforts of home. If we would simply bring these things to those other areas, that would be real progress. And we easily have the ability to do it. You say, what about all the carbon emissions? We don't want smog, do we? Of course not. There's options for that, too. And solar and wind and hydro probably should all be a part of that. Nuclear as well, where it makes sense. Cleaner is better, that's what I say. What's the best approach for the given area? But nobody's talking in these plain, simple, common-sense terms. No, it's Looneysville, and you can't even really have a serious conversation about it. All that to say, nothing has really changed with the climate change nonsense. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. I sure hope to see you there. If you haven't already, I hope you'll go check out ProjectChaos.org. The podcasting is going to be available very, very soon. Stay tuned. See you back soon.